Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Waiting for the tweet. Waiting for it's the coming. tweet. It's coming. It's coming. Waiting for the tweet. No, just go. Getting the fire extinguisher ready. <laughs> what the? For the fiery tweet. All right, all right. Have the tweet yet? Just get, just go. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Welcome to the UFC Vegas 46 tweetless post-fight show here on MMAfighting.com. We just wrapped up one hell of a main event between Calvin Cater and Giga Chikadze. And in the end, Calvin Cater went out there and just put a whooping on Giga Chikadze. And to, to Chikadze's credit, the man fought to the end. His chin is going right next to Cater's inside the Durability Hall of Fame. And it was just a tremendous way to cap off the first event. I mean, talk about momentum heading into the first pay-per-view of the year. That fight definitely brought it. Calvin Cater landing 73 significant strikes in the fifth round. Almost put Chikadze away. Incredible performance from the Boston finisher. What a bounce back it was. And he gets the job done. He is back on track. Giga Chikadze will learn a lot about himself moving forward heading into that fight. But I am Mike Heck, Prince of Positivity, Mr. Alexander K. Lee is here. How are you, sir? We're back again. It's uh, it's only 10-11, so that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I feel I feel fresh. I feel alive. I feel vital. Uh, yeah, that listen, that, that, that card built up to a great, great main event. Uh, it, it, was the rest of the card super memorable? Nah. I mean, but this is like, you know, this was our, our first UFC card of the year. Uh, it maybe wasn't again. It, it was. It was to say it was decimated by a lot of withdrawals. So this is you know this is this is what they got put out there. I think every fighter that went out there today put in a really good effort. Whether whether you you know you enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm gonna say wait. Hold on. Why do you laugh? No, no. Why do you laugh? You sound like a, you're a literally coach. <laughs> Great effort, yes. kids. Great yes. effort. We're all winners. It's a compliment sandwich. We're getting the compliment <laughs> no, sandwich. I think, no, listen. I think when the UFC puts together a card like this, which is rightly criticized, you know. Uh, uh, there's a lot of names on here that people aren't familiar with and some people debuting. And then, you know, whatever happens, you still have to give credit to the fighters. And in this case, not just for showing up, but I do think everyone who fought today fought really well, win or lose. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, I hope everyone gets, gets compensated properly. <laughs> Casey? Glowing. Glow? Glowing review. Glowing review. Casey, how, how are you? Uh, did you enjoy the fights as much as AK did? Actually, I thought the fights were great tonight. Um, yeah, there were there were a few big names, but you know what? It had a main event, and the main event freaking delivered. That was worth what the the one month hiatus we've had from um, big UFC fights. So uh, feels good to be back. Feels good. That was a fun fight. That was a that was that was an excellent fight. Excellent fight. Good card. A lot of new up and comers. 
some vets and everything. Um, got a Jake Collier knockout. That was, you know, heavyweights doing heavyweight things. So, um, yeah, good times. Good times, actually. Yes, let's uh, let's get into the main event, and then we'll talk about some of the other highlights before we go to the peeps. I have a feeling the peeps are going to have a lot to say uh, about this card and might be carrying this post-fight show. <laughs> By the way, I'm not watching the Patriots game because they didn't go to Buffalo. They didn't show up. They're just getting their asses kicked. So uh, there's no pressure here. We can focus on fights altogether. Or maybe but. maybe the Buffalo Bills are just having a great game, and they're just the better team. There we, that's is, a, that, is that a possibility? Casey, that is, is the that right way to look at it. And, no, uh, no, 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 no. Clearly, you have not watched. Listen. Clearly, you have not. Listen, <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo is whooping that ass, but yeah. at the same time, the Patriots are not there. Like they're not tackling. It's just awful. They're playing flag football like a bunch of twelve-year-old pop yeah. Warner players against the Buffalo Bills. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, are, 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 are we done? Casey, get out. Calvin Cater probably watched the first quarter of the game before he went out there. <laughs> oh, that's there we go. The I'm firing him up. Casey, this is He's an MMA show. MMA this is an MMA show. And you know an MMA. You know an MMA. When one person, whoever wins a fight is great, and whoever loses is trash. So that is that is what is happening with the Bills and, and New England now. It's, 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 it's not that the Bills are so good. It's that clear. It's that they're okay, and then New England is terrible. So but that's, again, this is how we look at MMA fights as well. Uh, Casey, can you, can you grab, I'll just read it out first. Daniel Edwards says, I'm a Mike Heck stan. He needs to revoke his New England citizenship tonight for picking Giga. Hashtag. Benedict Arnold. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the thing. And me and AK, <laughs> wow, we're, going, we're, we're going right here. Me, okay. and AK, me and AK were talking about this right before we hit record. I literally laid out exactly how the fight was going to go. I did everything right except pick Cater. Like, I literally, I, I, I laid out the blueprint of the entire fight. I just didn't pick the fighter. I, it's crazy. And, I mean, what, what can we say about Calvin Cater? The dude. It's going to didn't listen to anybody. He just went out there and it, maybe he did listen to everybody. He used his locker material, material mm-hmm. used it to build this chip on his shoulder that he likes to build. And what kind of kept going through my mind, and I'll start with you, Casey, is something you said during the preview show. A lot of people's picks were based on the guy that fought 364 days ago against Max Holloway when one of the bigger points that should have been discussed was a year is a long time to grow and evolve whether physically or just being a sponge in the gym and just visualizing different things. It's a long time to get better. And Calvin Cater certainly got better. What did you think of his performance? Cause I'm not surprised, but 50, 44, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I don't think any of us are surprised Cater won. I think he, all of us are kind of a bit shocked with how incredibly dominant the win was 50, yeah, 50, 44. That's a, very yeah i think i'm assuming a 10-8 for around five yeah i I have no issue with that score uh yeah um we because i think we're not surprised how cater won because yeah this was way cater had to win pressure 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 wrestling 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 great boxing great chin and and just being tough the kicks he did he you know the first 90 seconds or so he ate him he survived him and then when he got that first takedown you know, uh, I think that I think that first take, well, not takedown. Uh, Giga, I think, threw that kick and slipped. And um, man, Cater was just like, boom! Like his reaction time, just he got that. T- I think grabbed his back, got him taken down, and Giga never got off the mat for the rest of the first round. And after that, there was just basically, I don't know how much of, I don't know how much energy Giga lost that first round, but he definitely he did not have the kicking power for the rest of the fight. And without that, without those kicks, 
from Giga, he was not going to win. And Cater was just got to do his thing. And we got the, every every bad thing that we saw in the, the Holloway fight was like on the other end. Now, we just saw like every great aspect of Calvin Cater. And I'm not sure what the record is, but that had to be the most standing elbows I've ever seen in a single fight. It was just incredible performance in Calvin Cater. Welcome back. How nasty are those step-in elbows, AK? Oh. I mean, those step-in elbows. There's one point where he threw one with the right and then threw one with the left, like, and then threw one with the right. Like, his th- three consecutive shots to the face were step-in elbows. Like, it was just ferocious to watch. Giga Chikadze was a – his face was an absolute mess when this fight was over. What did you think of the step-in elbows, adding that to the arsenal, Tyson Chartier, the whole team just putting that game plan together, the way that it – that was such a valuable weapon in the fight and just – Cater's overall presence in the fight because it almost seemed like it's I know he the wherewithal was there he had to mind his p's and q's but by like midway through the second round AK it seemed like Cater was not worried about a single strike Giga Chikadze had to throw in terms of the power coming at him he made it his fight you know he made it his fight and I know that's a cliche thing it's a lot of fighters say they're going to do but when you're against someone as skilled as, as Giga Chikadze it's, it's definitely much easier said than done and uh, and and that's what he did. Like you said, after the second, he kind of took over. Uh, and, and and I'm sure he was still very respectful of uh, of Giga's skills. I'm sure he was still minding his p's and his p's and q's on the feet. But he he knew he's like, look, I I, I, I am I am the more ex- well. Is he the, yeah, I have a little more UFC experience. I've I've faced better competition. I'm the one who should be taking over here, and I'm just going to do it. Uh, and again, everything I say here falls into the easier said than done category. But I mean, I mean you saw those elbows. I mean, you don't throw those against a, a, a striker of the level of Giga unless you have a ton of confidence. Uh, and I'm sure once they started landing, then, you know, he found the timing and, you know, he, he was able to do it more frequently and, and with more success. But it's, you're right, it's such a, it's just not a tactic we see spammed, for lack of a better term. I mean, you, usually you got to use those somewhat strategically. And he was just landing them. Any one of those could have been a knockout blow as well. I mean, we see all kinds of crazy elbow knockouts when we're covering, you know, like Miss Fist, the regional and like international MMA scene. Usually one of those sends some guy like spinning in a 360 and collapsing against the fence. So, yeah, credit to Giga, I guess, uh, not necessarily for defending them, but for being able to absorb them and somehow make it uh, the full 25 minutes because he he took a lot of damage in this fight. And uh, and it was kind of crazy to see Cater be the you know we always say hammer and nail in MMA. He was <laughs> the ha- he was definitely the hammer this time. Uh, and, and look, if he got if he got better from the Holloway fight, I think Giga will get better from this fight as well. Will he have the luxury of being able to t- of of uh, not fighting for a year? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe he won't. Maybe we don't see Giga until next January. But uh, and if that's the case, I think he'll be vastly improved. Otherwise, either way, I think you get better from a fight like this. You have you have to take these kind of losses uh, in your career sometimes. And uh, health wise, not great for you. But from a from a skill point from a skill standpoint, excuse me, and from a competitive standpoint, this is where you have to be taken before you are ready for someone like an Alexander Volkanovsky, which uh, which he thought he was. Now, if you are watching this right now and you're thinking, "Oh, I get away for Giga Chikadze and Calvin Cater to show up to the." post-fight press conference <laughs> on somebody else's feed, you don't have to worry because they ain't going. Cater's probably like, I'm going to watch the rest of this crappy <laughs> Patriots game. And Giga's like obviously fan. going to the hospital. I'm sure Cater's going to the hospital. Yeah. They're both going to the hospital, I'm sure, after a fight like that. So uh, they will not be at the press conference. You can stay right here with us and ask us a bunch of questions. Casey, I also liked one point that we discussed as well is that Cater is going to go for takedowns, but it's not going to be his, it's not going to be plan A. Because just the mere thought that Cater could actually land a takedown 
is going to be enough to shake Giga's confidence a little bit. And you saw it. Cater took some even like half haphazardly shots, but there were enough like just to get Giga's attention and make him think. And Cater is like, cool, I didn't get the takedown. And then he would just elbow him in the face 15 more times before the round came to an end. So how important was him just just giving the notion that I, I could change some levels here because that I th- think that made such a huge difference. I mean, obviously, the first takedown was such a momentum swing, but even just like the two or three other times he was just able to just grab a leg, mm-hmm. maybe let uh, it go. It was such yeah. a difference maker. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's what, and that's what we. I mean, I, I think they even joked. I don't know if it was this fight, but they, the Bisping even joked about it in some other fight. Like, wow, they are mixing the martial arts, and that, that's what we literally saw. <laughs> it was a, it was a cruise that they were making fun of each other. But uh, I think I think they're stealing my gimmick too. Jeez, what's that? They are. <laughs> but um, no, and, and that's what won the fight. Uh, Caters that. He, the wrestling didn't win the fight, but just having the threat of wrestling won the fight. And and like um, Dominic Cruz said throughout the fight, that forward pressure that was that was, that they were giving Giga him having to walk backward, him not being able to use his kicks the way he wanted to use, and and then obviously have to worry about the takedown, expending the energy to, the expending the energy to stop the takedown, like all those things are second nature to Giga. So you no, know, he's using a lot of mental energy, and that's just as important in a fight like this. So. Um, it's it's I think that year out of the cage for um for Cater, I think him and his coaches did an amazing job improving him and getting him ready for the fight tonight. And man, he God, it was just just a I don't wanna say y'all must have forgot about Calvin Cater, but dang, I, I think I, I think I forgot how good Calvin Cater can be and we got to see it tonight. Do you guys and AK you can start and then Casey you can answer this as well. After this performance do we look at Cater and say, two more wins, this guy could fight for a title? Like, we're back. We're back at this point. Is, is, he, a ti- is, is he an official title contender right now, AK? Yeah, yes. And, and, and I think we felt he needed this. I think, I think a loss to Giga really would have put him in that, that role that the UFC likes of, of well-known, exciting uh, action fighters, which, again, a great way to start a career, but, you know, someone they don't feel obligated to push towards a title. Now he's, he's, he's just in there. Uh, the first UFC loss for Kiki Chikadze, a guy who I think the UFC was definitely eyeing as someone like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get behind this guy. Should he win? You know, this, he's headlining this. Should he get past Cater? We put him on that path towards uh, the, the, the Volkanovski and uh, Zombie winner or the Volkanovski-Holloway winner, whenever that happens. Um, Calvin Cater really, really, really needed this. I, I personally would have sworn him off as, as a contender if, uh, if he had lost this fight, um, even if it had been as competitive as – not competitive, sorry, as exciting as this one where like he, let's say he had gone the other way. And Giga was putting it on him, and Cater was like, just like last year was looking like tough as hell. I still would have been like, well, you know, you're you're an exciting punching bag. You're going to be around for a while. Good for you. You're not a you're not championship material. This is this. He looked like a guy who could go five rounds with a Volkanovski. He went five rounds with Holloway. Uh, you know, didn't it was lopsided, but he went five rounds with Holloway. So uh, yeah, he needed this a lot. Two, two, absolutely, two wins away. Two wins away against the right names. Maybe, maybe he fights Ortega at some point. I don't know, right? Um, a, a win like that puts him right in the title picture. So, uh, yeah, big, huge, huge, huge victory for Cater. And uh, what a way for him to start off his 2022 campaign. I absolutely, I, I think Cater, I think even more, I think Cater is one, one win away. 
I think a uh, Yair fight, um, uh, Ortega fight. Unfortunately, I think I think all the other top, are all the other top featherweights are they all coming off losses? I know they got like Emmett and guys like that, but they're kind of not in the top five. Are all the? Yeah, I'm thinking who am I missing? Yeah, really depending on Holloway's injury status, but um, dude, like I would have no issue with Cater if he fights a Ortega or a uh, Yair if he Yair, wins a fight. Yeah. I have no issue with Cater getting a title shot. This is all dependent on Max's, you know, obviously his, his health issues or whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, I mean but Cater's, there, but too... Cater's back. Cater, Cater is there. That's all. He's he's in the mix, like the real upper echelon mix. Cater's there. Yeah, because Gigo's eight, Gigo's eight, Cater's five, Zombies four, Holloway's whoa, whoa, one. Whoa, whoa, what are these? Whoa, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are these ranked? What is this? What What are these random numbers you're reading? <laughs> Excuse me. I know. Listen, uh, no, listen, I, I, listen. Hold on. No, <laughs> wait a minute. No, uh, Giga is number eight. Was number eight in the MMA fighting global rankings. Mm-hmm. The only rankings that matter. Cater was actually number ten, and will now move right. up and take this. But that's but the UFC these... doesn't look at our rankings when they ah, determine who fights ah, who. My freaking ears! Listen, <laughs> listen. No one has blown up our rankings better than I have. I like. I talk. I mean, maybe you and Alshadi more than anybody. But <laughs> yeah, probably. It, every we, we have everybody saying that they're the only rankings that matter. Okay, and that's, you're right. That's not just yeah. a statement. It's it's life. It's life. It's not just a T-shirt. It's the real thing. It's not just a slogan. Yeah. Ak, we get it. I don't need. To be, I don't need to. I don't need to be so defensive. Okay. My, okay. my, ther- my, ther- my therapist told me this. My therapist told me this. Okay. okay last sorry. last thing on this, and then we'll uh, we'll move on to some of the other stuff because yeah. uh, we're still waiting bonuses, I believe. Um, I threw this out on Twitter. For the most part, people seem to like it. Other people, of course, there's always going to be one or two people who say other other silly things but here's here's the question ak and i'll start with you did giga chikadze overlook calvin cater can we even paint that narrative in any way here because some people are painting it right now oh he called for the title shot threw the 500 strike line out there said volkanovsky made a mistake pick he's a wuss picking the uh the the the, the worst fighter of the bunch did he overlook calvin cater can we even paint that narrative in any way uh yes he did but no, it did not have anything to do with with, uh, with 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 how this fight went today. I don't I don't think any version of Giga beats this current version of Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater was, like I said, was sensational today. I, I think he, if this version of Calvin Cater fought the Max Holloway, uh, the, the, that from a year ago, I mean, I still pick Holloway to win. I just don't think he'd take this kind of lopsided smackdown. I really think he learned from that, and I think, like I said, this this right now is peak Cater and and probably getting better. And Giga, like I said, Giga will get better. I don't think we've seen the best version of Giga Chikadze. Um, so did he overlook Calvin Cater? I, I think clearly he did. I think just the talk, I mean, some of it, you know, from his manager, most likely. But I, I do think there's a part of him that believed whatever was was out there, whether he typed it himself or not, I do think he believes like, yeah, yeah, I I, I could I could fight Volkanovsky tomorrow. I should be, uh, I am able to become a world champion. I think he really, really believed that. Um, but I don't think that that affected his performance in such a way that that should be the overarching narrative. Like, oh, if he hadn't overlooked him, he would have won this fight easily. No. Cater wins this fight. This version of Cater wins this fight nine times out of ten. Uh, so, I mean, it's a little more salt in the wound for Giga and Giga's team. But it takes nothing away from Cater. And I hope uh, people don't just think it's it, it was just this mental thing that that uh, was took away from Chikazi's performance. I'm One say million that I, percent correct. I'm going to actually say something a little different i think by him saying that i think it made cater even a tougher fighter tonight because that's <laughs> that that's possible. that's the type of guy cater is huh. he's he's that you know he's he, he heard he heard it all he heard it all you know 100 he did so that, that's why i don't think i don't think giga overlooked him i think he, i think it even he even gave cater more fire 
in that in that cage tonight. And you know what? And and those like when those last two rounds when those when their faces are all mangled up, you know, you need something. You need something that's going to drive you and, and finish the, and finish that fight strong. And um, I think I think I think I, I just think it was a mistake by Giga to even put that out there. I said like, oh, Korean zombie's the easy fight. No one has ever said that about Korean zombie. He's the easy fight. Get out of here, man. So uh, yeah, listen, it's just a listen, we're, get, we're, weird approach by Giga. Right, but let's you know let's paint by numbers here. Yeah, is Giga the one actually coming up with this on his own? <laughs> Probably not. We know who his manager is. I'm sure there's being chirps in the ear, some texts being sent. I, I mean, I I would bet a sizable amount of money that this wasn't coming from Giga. Yeah. Personally, this yeah. was a team thing and didn't start with Giga. So great win for Cater. Giga is going to grow tremendously and why, and, from this and, and, and why did Giga vote for Biden? Why did Giga vote for Biden? Oh my Come God. on, Giga. <laughs> Come on, Giga. That was so weird. That was weird. That was weird. I mean, hey, listen. Now, we, now they could probably make that fight. I like Bill Algeo. That, that, was, that was – hey, he, Bill Algeo – he did his own in. booking. He said, "He said, he said, I hope that Giga gets his butt kicked by Cater tonight, and then we make that fight happen." Well, you know, hey, half that's come, is done now. All right, <laughs> give him the fight. All right, uh, let's see what else. we're still waiting on bonuses. By the way, and we'll let you know. Oh, do you want to do? Uh, we want to play the yeah, bonus game? Be, yeah, 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 yeah. It should be pretty easy. It should be pretty uh, obvious. Oh, but, I. Uh, we can still oh, play yeah. it. Fight night yeah. main event. Yeah, Jake Collier. Yep. And um, oh, and uh, Mr. Body Shot. Santa Slav. Borshev, yeah. There you Santa Slav. What is his name? It's Vacheslav. Just go on. Just do the, sec- just do the last name. Borshev. 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 Yeah. Bill Algio, Brito would, Brito would probably be the fight of the night if it's not the main event, but. Right. Yeah. And that might be one. Like, listen, it might oh, no, be no, no, too yeah. one sided. Yeah. It might be too one sided to, to get the fight of the night. Maybe Cater gets no. a bonus. They love they love guys getting beat. Listen, yeah, if Cater yeah. could get a bonus for getting his ass kicked by uh, Max last time, he should get a bonus for doing the ass kicking this time. All right. It's only fair. I'd yes. be very upset if I was him. Because Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo and Rob Font did not get the fight of the night when that clearly was the fight of the night. Yeah. On that December card. Yeah, that was a weird one. But um, okay. Yeah. So Jay Collier, good win. Uh, nice finish. Yeah, we all remember. We all predicted Jay Collier would win by first round submission, right? Everybody on <laughs> earth. We all predicted that. That's why the lie was plus eleven hundred. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Royval versus Hajirio Bontarin, split decision. Thoughts on the scoring and the hashtag tap gates that oh, occurred during that it. fight? I don't believe it was a tap. I don't believe it was a tap. Um, anyway, it certainly merited questions. Merited questions. I thought I think, the same I, thing. You know what? We need to see the camera angles. The camera, we're, we're, the camera angle we're looking at, you can't actually, you can't see the space between the hand and the leg. There's a lot of things we can't see. And the ref was right there, and the ref didn't, the ref didn't do anything. So I think, and Rayva didn't indicate that I fell a tap. So I, I don't, I think. Regardless, I think this is one of those weird fights where I actually thought I actually scored it for Bonson Rand, but. Royval clearly won the fight. Yeah. And I'm happy the right person won the fight, even yes. though if I was a judge, I would have actually given it to Bonterrain, unfortunately. That makes sense. Yeah, the judges got this one right. The judges got this one right. I, I, I thought Royval was, was 
more offensive. I thought even off his back, I thought he was more offensive. I thought he was uh, again the one the one sort of pushing the fight, as it were. Um, so yeah, and, and not just I don't mean that in a way as in like ma- marching forward or putting himself in bad positions to just like get throw wild stuff. Like I know I I thought he whatever position they were in, I just thought he was the one who was who was uh, pressing the action and and effectively effectively. So um, yeah, I had no problem with the decision. I probably I pro- again a Bontrian decision probably wouldn't have driven me crazy either. Uh, I didn't think he tapped at all. Um, I know I see a lot of comments saying like he definitely <laughs> tapped. I don't know how you can say that. Like it, it was, are you like, are, is your hand not allowed to sort of flail across like a, a, a tap? I think most of us would agree. It's, it's, it's not a rule that has to be multiple taps. You can tap once. And if a referee recognizes it, then it's, you know, you tapped out. It looked like a single, if it was anything, it was like a single tap at most. And I don't think he tapped. I think he was reaching to grab, yeah, to yeah. grab the leg or, or just flailing. It happened so fast. I, I think, uh, I didn't love the commentary team being so insistent that it was um, that they thought it was a tap. I, I don't know because then this creates this this conversation. I, I know what people say. It wasn't just the, it wasn't just the commentary team. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying it as well. But um, nah, Casey, you said all the reasons. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Royval himself didn't seem too uh, too uh, bothered about it. So um, probably because he got the win. Um, but but I didn't even see a reaction from him during the fight. That he no, was, it was all like, "Hey, what happened?" I didn't. There was no indication that he even loosened the grip. Like the whole the whole theory of a fake tap is I didn't tap the you yeah. know like in you the, made the, me your opponent's supposed to loosen the grip and then yeah. you get out so and that never happened I mean I felt like from Rival so that's all and unfortunately yeah, we, should think, talk, um, we should be talking about how freaking awesome the freaking men's flyweights are I was gonna say flyweights hey, in general hey, but and, you know uh, hey, I will <laughs> say flyweights in general I will say yeah you're right you're right you're right that, but that fight I do I love I love the grapple I love first of all I love that fight. And I just love the, the completely different grappling styles they had. Like, and I think um, Dominic Cruz had the best description ever when he called, oh, Rival's jiu-jitsu was like a wet fish. <laughs> Which I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And, um, and um, Bunturan, he was just so strong. He was like almost like a Sean Shirk of flyweights. He was just so strong. Didn't waste any movements. He was just very fundamentally just kept position, kept the hips tight, kept the knees in, and just kept advancing position. And... Um, it worked great until it did into into Rival really opened up, and then and the great commentary team did a great job tonight, noticing that oh wait a minute Rival had a stand up advantage, but also looked like Bontarain when he was on his back clearly wasn't as dominant a grappler when he was on his back, and Rival actually dominated the fight once he was on top, and I think that was if Rival wanted to kind of take done that from the beginning of the fight, completely different fight. I think I found a fan base that's worse than MMA fans, like oh, no. really fickle MMA fans. It's Buffalo Bill fans. No, no. <laughs> oh, it's not good. We're back here. Oh, they're, just rub- they're rubbing it in. Come it's, on. it's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, had, I had to check our friend Cole Shelton because he's like, this all runs through Buffalo. I'm like, you got like 20 more years of winning before you can even <laughs> say anything like that. You beat, you beat the D-team pa- D Patriots tonight with a rookie quarterback. Congratulations, dude. What happened when, <laughs> when the GOAT was there? You got blasted week in, week out. Good teams, bad teams, you got spanked. So congratulations. Enjoy your win. Ask Ariel Hawani how, how good of a Patriots fan I am. I'm a very clear Patriots fan. And even your boy Ariel said the same things about that first game that I was saying, that Belichick just ruined your head coach. You guys did well. You came back, so good for you. Uh, we have bonuses, people. Thank God. <laughs> uh, it's what we thought. Uh, Borshev, Collier, performance of the nights. Main event was the fight of the night. Cool. Yeah. So there you go. 
Very simple. Very simple. Fifty um, k, or have the have the have the up the ban- the up the um prize money? Any you know? Actually, they had such a great year last year. They dropped it to forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Oh wow! What a deal! What a uh, deal! You know, it's, what a it's deal. hard out there. It's hard out there. Taxes, um, dude. Once you hit the fifty mark, you get crushed with taxes. Yeah, so they're like the UFC's, the UFC's trying to save the fighters some some tax money. I, I, I want to say I, I uh, so for anyone who listened to the pre-fight show, or was it on the previous show? I said it, and I think it was on the preview show. And I was asked about the gymnastics. Or was it the pre-fight show? Anyway, one of the shows we put on before the cards about the the potential gymnastic score for this card. Guy, I said this card could be as high as a seven at most. I don't think it has the potential to be like a eight, nine. You know, on on this on the score. If everything goes right, it's a seven. It's a solid card. We remember. And I think my estimation, like my degree of difficulty setting there was was just right. Probably fell a little bit short, but the main event I'm already bumped it up into the, you know, six point something range. It was a great it was a great fight. That's a fight we will be talking about, I think, by the end of the year, as as we were with Holloway and, and Cater, which also yeah. happened in January. So uh, I know we have the memory of goldfish sometimes, but this was a very good fight, especially. And again, it, it storyline wise, it's going to say a lot for both guys because depending if Cater somehow ends up with a title shot, we'll remember this fight. If Giga uh, bounces back or doesn't bounce back, we'll remember this fight as sort of a turning point in his career, either either negatively or positively. So, so that was great. So the main event, well booked, great matchup, um, awesome fight. I don't think UFC could have asked for more. The rest of the card is what it was. We had what three newcomers. Uh, Borshev looked great. Uh, Brito looked good too. Brito looked good against Aljo. That was a fun fight. Uh, Joseph Holmes, I thought that it was okay against Jamie Pickett. Not the most exciting fight, but very competitive. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it, it, unfortunately, it did have a little bit of a listless feeling for a while through the prelims. You know, I mean, I think I think just, there, there was just no stakes. That's all. I mean, there were good fights like Court McGee. Seeing Court McGee, do yeah, that was McGee bad. things. Mm-hmm. Brian Kelleher, um, uh, that was a good win. But I, I, that was somebody, right. I, yeah. That was a good win, and then uh, I don't remember too much from the TJ Brown. No, there wasn't much Rosa to remember. Fight. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, TJ, TJ Brown, I should say, fought a really smart fight for a guy. Again, for a guy, he he knew he was facing probably a more talented fighter than him, probably a more uh, a more experienced fighter than him in the UFC. But the guy is on is on short notice, so it's like you know what? I'm going to be yeah. smart. I'm going to use my wrestling. I'm going to control him. This is this is probably one of the toughest things. Like if you don't have a full camp to deal with. Now I'm remembering that fight now. Yeah, actually, I, was, so, I actually was impressed by TJ Brown yes. and how um, he looked like he was like just one step ahead of Brosa on the ground. It was actually it yeah, was a pretty fun. Which he was, was. A pretty fun fight. Yeah. Yeah, which he was. Um, yeah, uh, Maya Chukagan, I think was better than most people expected. I thought it was a fine fight. It was a good fight. It was a good fight. It was a good fight. Man, yeah, I'm not saying it's like a fight of the year. It's a good fight. Chukagan. Her jab was awesome. Her jab was freaking awesome. She doesn't make mistakes, and Jim Vermeyer just didn't have enough weapons. Um, I just like throw a freaking left hook, throw more than two punches, <laughs> yeah. do something. Yeah. Commentary like, was killing her. Was yeah, killing her on that. Because because we know Jennifer Maya has more potential, but for some reason she just she gets kind of in this bit of a, a combo loop in her head, and um, we, that's what we see tonight. And she just has more potential. We've seen it before. It's just sometimes that's what we get. But also give Caitlin, give me give credit to Caitlin for kind of creating that mindset for Maya too. Is you no know, so she knows and how to win MMA fights. Apparently, that was the last fight on her contract too. That's what she said. Yeah, she can't get mm-hmm. I wonder three fight win streak now. Mm. What will they? It's, Listen, it's it's a trick. Be a free agent. Now's the time. Go to Bellator. Like, if you have the chance to go to Bellator, guess what's going to happen if you go to Bellator? You're going to fight for the title in, like, your first fight. Yep. 
Because you're not getting the title shot in the UFC anytime soon unless you jump up a weight class or go down. You're not fighting Valentina for an awful long time. So if your goal in the sport is to be a world champion, you should probably explore free agency right now, right? And look, they probably view her a bit like they viewed uh, Ryan Bader when when he when they just let him go because he was also coming off a win or a win streak, if I recall, yeah, Ryan Bader. Yeah. Uh, Corey Anderson as well. Obviously, Corey Anderson, another guy who's who was winning, went out winning. Um, but you know, the UFC does this math: is is this person quote unquote a needle mover? You know, their favorite phrase to use. Uh, yeah, will they be fighting for a title anytime soon? Um, uh, how much do they want? Of course, we don't know. Well, we probably won't be able to get those exact numbers, but. Cost effectiveness. Do people tune in to see Caitlin Chukagian? Right. So these are all things they're going to consider. And obviously, if if, mer- if merit matters, yeah, they should resign her and they should give her what she deserves. But, but we know that doesn't. This is, this is <laughs> sports. This is sports, sports entertainment. entertainment. Yeah, let's be honest here. This is sports entertainment, and uh, if they don't deem her valuable in that sense, then they're just going to let her walk. So it could work out well for both parties. Could be UFC saying, "Well, we don't we don't want to have to deal with her knocking off contenders anymore." Yeah, the, so you're free to go and Chukagian. Like, yeah, go somewhere else. Yeah, a lot of matchmakers, they kind of hate fighters like Chikagan for that sole reason. All they do, they're good fighters, so you have to put uh-huh. them against other good fighters, and they just continually knock out contenders. And then they knock out even non-contenders like Maya, people who already lost the belt. So she's winning the fights that she's kind of set up to lose. <laughs> yeah. And that matchmakers hate that. And um, and then she set a record tonight for like 10 wins and 10 decisions or something. Yeah, first, first, UFC, first UFC fighter. Uh, first UFC fighter with ten wins, all decisions. Wow, good. But that, that's a that's a Hall of Fame type of plaque or something. Yeah. Congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> Court McGee got two finishes when he started his career. The fool. This could have been his record. Fool. He, al- <laughs> he almost got he almost got his first finish today since 2010. If he had let, he hurt he hurt uh, he hurt Brahimai really bad at the end of the first round, but just just ran out of time. And I'm like, holy crap, McGee almost finished someone. This is wild. Court McGee is one of those guys that just ends not ends careers, but he definitely like sends him in a downward spiral. He's just that guy. Like you, yeah. you, it's it's really hard to fight that guy. If you beat him, good things happen. But if he beats you, it's usually like even the aftermath of it all is not good. He just teaches you some lessons you never forget. I could be wrong. But I, some, someone tweeted at me that because I was talking about just Court McGee, how much I love. Uh, he's like this. Just I just love watching him fight because he's such. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to have a lot of talent. He's just, just grindy and just has a lot of heart. And you know, he has a good story. He just seems like a good dude. So you kind of still root for him, even though they're not like exciting fights. He's just like, I just can't root against Court McGee. But I think everyone he's beaten outside of did he beat Robert Whitaker? Court McGee, like no, Robert. No, he lost Robert. Robert. Robert Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. Just yeah. If you lose to him, um, yeah, you just don't ever come back. You just, you just kind of disappear in the MMA. Tapology pages. <laughs> yeah. Into the abyss. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity— 
But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge? That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, let's go to the peeps. Let's go to the peeps. the peeps. They waited a long time for events to come back, and here we are. Uh-oh. Uh-oh question. No, keep it up there. Keep it up there. <laughs> keep it up. Put it in the corner. Put it in one of these corners. All right, here we go. I thought about that. I, I, I did think about this heading into the fifth round, um, which is kind of fitting because that was the whole conversation heading into the fifth round of the Max Holloway fight. But mm-hmm. to be fair, mm-hmm. Holloway landed triple the amount of strikes uh, that through four rounds and then Cater had landed. But it was getting pretty dicey at that point. I mean, there's the argument to be made that you let a fire go down a shield. Casey, you say something that I always remember. You earn that ass whooping. You earn the right to finish out the fight and, and, and get that ass whooping. But at the same token, there's the other side where people look at fighters and coaches and say, like, dude, you're, you're not going to win, so let's just live to fight another day. So, And I get both arguments. So did, did that thought cross your mind, AK? Was it getting egregious to the point where they're like, maybe his corner should stop it? Because I didn't see a lot of that on, on social media, but it did cross my mind at some point. Yeah, no, I definitely thought about it, but but no, not even just specifically this fight. Like, I think I think about that on a lot of UFC cards. Um, I know this are and this is as good a time as any to discuss it because it is our first UFC card of 2022. But like, I, I wish more coaches in general would would throw in the towel. Like, I know I know there's some amazing moments in MMA, but fifth round fifth round come from behind finishes are pretty damn rare. Same with whatever third round come from behind finishes super rare. And I understand they'd become even more rare if. If uh, if you know, teams and coaches started throwing in the towel, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't if you're you're sacrificing a few crazy moments a year for to preserve health, as you said, help your fighter to to compete, you know, on another day, and I think that's a good thing. So it certainly crossed my mind, but not not in an egregious way, like oh, this is like the worst you know beating I've seen in, since da 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 da. Just just in a general sense, of, I wish this would happen more in MMA. Hope I'm you know Giga's very tough. His pictures of his face are circulating on social media right now. People are taking screenshots and and circulating, you know, the the UFC photos, and and it, and it looks brutal. And um, you know, it, it, that's how he looked after four rounds. It was only made worse by the fifth. Uh, but I, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. This this culture shift. But yeah, of course, of course, I thought about it. And it's also more than a culture shift. It's a financial shift too. Mm-hmm. You have to. People compare this to boxing, and most time in those box matches, you're saying those boxers are receiving just one flat purse you have to remember if those coaches throw that tall one giga walks home with half his paycheck that's a big thing that people kind of always forget and also imagine if i'm I'm kind of playing devil's advocate a bit bit for not throwing the tall one 
Imagine if uh, Cordero throws a Tawa in toward the end of the fourth round. Does that get fight of the night then? Right. Giga, Giga doesn't get 50 K. That's 50 grand right there. I, I, I think if that fight gets, if that's that second gets round, in, that second round alone won them fight of the night. I would hope so. That second round was ridiculous. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's not a guarantee. There's no guarantees, of course, of fight bonuses, but that's all I'm trying to say. Like, if you know, I think it's I think it's much less likely to get fight of the night. Maybe maybe this maybe this card's a little different because there was like no exceptional exceptional fight. Kind of you know into the you no, know, we're gonna remember into the year outside the main event. But yeah, I'm just kind of the financial incentives, dis, uh, disincentives of throwing in a towel. Uh, people have to remember that too. Yeah, it's this ties into fighter pay. This ties into fighter. It, pay. It goes back to fighter pay for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So good cool. question, John Guy. Uh, yeah, but, but overall, overall, take, 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 too. yeah, take away all that. I don't think they should have thrown the towel in. I think Giga was still throwing hard enough, and he was always so dangerous enough that I don't think they should have thrown. The, I think it was, I think it was fine, not the the, the towel one. Yeah, if if you were gonna throw it, it would have been like the last two minutes of the fight, because then it yeah, was, like I mean, it was it yeah. was a lot. I mean, seventy. He landed. Cater landed seventy three shots, and you know, every one of them landed, and every one of them counted. Man, you know, but like, it kind of say there's like, oh, it's just thirty more seconds, man. But taking thirty more seconds of taking shots in the face from Calvin Cater, that's that's thirty seconds. That's, that, that can change your that can change your life in a very bad way. So, uh, I, <laughs> it's a tough decision, but um, I, yeah, I think I. I I think Casey's me and Casey seeing my name there. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> we've seen worse. We've yeah. definitely seen worse. Yeah, I've seen worse. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, All thank right, you for the thanks. question. What else we got? Um, Joseph Boza, I knew Calvin was a tough fighter. It felt like Tyson needed the year off for Calvin because Tyson got so much crap for not throwing in the towel <laughs> versus Max Holloway. He did, um, Casey. I think you were there. You were on that video interview with, yeah. with Tyson Chartier probably like a couple weeks after that fight. And listen, it's, it's one of those weird things. And Tyson and Calvin and Rob and that whole team, they have a, the coach fighter relationship is very con- Like it's, it's very close and tight knit throughout the sport, but the relationship that those guys have is just, I mean, it's a brotherhood. They, I mean, when Calvin goes, Calvin and Rob Font go. Calvin Cade and Rob Font go to Tyson Chartier's house. They're Uncle Rob and Uncle Calvin. Like that's how like close all of them are. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. So, yeah, I think this is good for Calvin. I don't think. I think Tyson. The whole Tyson thing after like that interview came out. It made like a couple weeks after that. It all sort of went away. That whole narrative of throwing in the towel. I think his explanation was fine. But yeah, I think this this year off was just so good for Calvin just to get his confidence back and just learn. And that's a lot of time to be pissed off and take it out on somebody. And he took it on Giga tonight. He's chock full of of chips on the shoulder and he used all of them tonight. So good on him. Good for the team and uh, good for Giga too, man. I I, I, I don't I, I think this should be mentioned so many times. The way he fought, the toughness he displayed, that chin, all of it. The durability that he had, he's in the hall. Of, he, he's in a, the durability yeah. hall of fame forever. You know, no doubt about it. It's one of those fights. Even though we saw Giga get his butt kicked, we actually still learned a lot about Giga now for kind of in future fights. And but also now a lot of the playbook is out there. To I mean the the blueprint is out there now how to beat Giga. But also you also got to be Calvin Cater. <laughs> you have to have that incredible forward pressure 
But um, the blueprint's there now. We've we've seen it now. All right. Yep. Next question. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Yeah, if we, if we can know. find him. If we can find Joseph, him. Yeah, yeah. Joseph, Joseph Sean suggests Gigachkaze versus Abiy Magomed Sharapov. So we, we, we don't know where he is. We don't know where he is. We just don't know, yeah. Hey. Send out the search party. Um, and in this division, it. you could throw Giga... You could do Giga Josh Emmett. You could do Giga Arnold Allen. You could, he doesn't have to fight like a top 6-7 guy. He could yeah. fight a top 15 guy. He could fight... Giga Bill Bryce Ale- Mitchell. Giga if Bryce Bill Mitchell Ale- beats uh Bryce Mitchell beats Edson Barboza, you could do Bryce Mitchell versus Giga. That's a fine that that fight is just fine. You could do Bellagio. That's fine too. Why not? Yeah. Actually, if I if I'm Giga's um coaches, a guy like Bellagio seems right. I would we try to rush Giga, not rush him, but you know, they try to really let's get him to that title shot. Ain't gonna happen. Let's take a few steps back, build up that highlight reel. And um, I think um, Bill, Mr. Senior Perfecto, might be the guy. Yeah, there's he heat might, he, there. He might have talked himself there's into that there. fight. He might have talked he did them a favor the Th- throughout the weekend after getting the win. It's a good fight. Yeah, go yep. for September, it. September, October. Yeah, September, October. That's probably when Giga comes back. I think yeah, it takes take take a bunch yeah. of time off after. Yeah. Tonight. Well, if there's no breaks, if, if if it's just you know just lacerations, you know, yeah, I think you should. You, you, it might not be too long. Remember, Giga's had a lot of kickboxing experience too. So um, I know every fight's different, but Giga will be fine. Giga will be fine. Let's talk about this man. Uh, Anonymous do one, two, three. Borshev is his new favorite fighter. And, and why wouldn't he be after that ferocious <laughs> body shot? Although Dakota Bush, I got I to gotta say, this was, I, and I hate saying things like this, but I'm going to say it. Do it. This, this was a night of just some pretty bad fight IQ. And Dakota <laughs> Bush might be, might be the captain of bad fight uh, IQ. Right? He had Borshev hurt, could have taken him down, but he said, you know what? I'm going to stand and bang with this guy who has one punch knockout power instead of taking him back to the ground where I had him in big trouble. I just didn't understand the strategy. I'm sure James Krause had enough to say to him after that fight, but he ate that body shot. It was nasty and... I thought Borshev was going to knock him out pretty quickly because Bush took him down. They got back up near the fence, and it seemed like Bush started to slow down and like rest in his laurels. He was trying to get back to his feet, and I thought Borshev was going to floor him right there and there, but Bush was able to get out of it. But yeah, that body shot was nasty, man. Nasty. And the dancing's even better, Casey. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he should yes. start giving bonuses. Yeah, Tom S., can we get a bonus for best post-fight celebration? God, yeah. So, I mean, Chris Barnett would be an even richer man right now if that, if that were the case. Um, yeah, yeah, look, this – so my prediction for the fight, I actually picked Bush for the upset because I, what I thought Bush was going to do is just wrestle. Like, like, I mean, the fact that he hurt him was great, but I think it, it, it should have been nonstop wrestling, just make it ugly, just drag this man down. Um, now, that's not to say that Borshev can't deal with that. Uh, his, his past two fights, actually, he showed – and remember, he trains out of Team Alpha Male. So I don't know how he ended up there, but it's a very good fit for him because he has wrestlers up the wazoo in training. He knows how to, he knows how to deal with getting put on his back. He knows how to get up off his back. Um, but his, his previous two fights, he when he's when he's taken down, he does take damage. Uh, he does, you know, he does have some. It does it does take some of his gas tank away. So I still think it's a very viable strategy to just wrestle him down, especially at this stage of his career. This is only his his sixth pro fight, his fifth or sixth pro fight. Um, so I thought Bush would focus more on that. But as you said. He got this 
wild hair up his ass where he just said, oh, man, I heard him. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe I can knock out this K1 kickboxer. Uh, did not go his way. Um, so I should have I should have gone. I still think it was a smart upset pick. I stand by it. Um, but uh, but Borshev is not the uh, not the a turtle. Let me put it this way: when he's putting his back, he actually is getting better with his takedown defense and recovery with every fight. So this was the time I think to catch him with the wrestling. Now uh, I don't know. As we see him more and more, a lot of guys are going to try it, and a lot of guys are going to get to get messed up. Maybe I'm just. I mean, I am old, but. I felt so old when he started doing those. When he started doing that dance, I was like, I was just like, my knees can never. Oh no! I was just like, my knees. How does he do that? Like my knees. I felt like my knees are just like shoot out <laughs> if, if I tried doing that. It was amazing. The breakthrough, breakthrough fighter tonight. Break, for sure. Breakthrough performance of the year, right there. Breakthrough yeah. fighter of the year. Yeah. Could be so rookie far, of the year. Yeah. Yeah, could, could be rookie of the year. All right, right. How? Uh, oh yeah. How old is he? Yeah. What's his age? Is he? Uh, is He's he probably in his twenties. Thirty. He's thirty years old. So. Hmm. 30. 30 years young. 30 years young. Six and one. Six and one is a pro. Uh, Better get on him now because he's only going to get better working with those crazies over at Team Alpha Male. That wrestling's only going to get better. Yeah. Thank you, Sheila. Sheila. Thank you, Sheila. I mean, that makes sense. Sheila, a.k.a. (laughs) said he chose Team Alpha Male because he knew they were wrestlers and that he needed to work on his wrestling. More fighters should do this. If you are able, if you have the means to travel and relocate, this is this is more fighters should do this. He's a very smart man. And again, if you watch his two fights before this from Contender Series and I think like Titan FC or something, it goes guys check them out. They're on Fight Pass if you if you whoever still has it. Uh, you'll see he gets he, he got take, he gets taken down really badly two fights ago and gets hurt quite a bit. And then on Contender Series he gets taken down and takes way less damage. And then today taken down back up. So there's this very visible like progression in his 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 uh, takedown and wrestling defense. And that's very scary I think for uh, for the rest of the lightweight division. Um, has anyone thrown out any? Has anyone gotten an answer on this? Was that the most elbows thrown or landed? Like standing, in a like standing, standing Sta- elbows. Definitely standing. Like maybe on, I want to count no ground because a lot of times you know, they'll pop out. Oh, no, we see yeah, it. standing elbows. I, I, I want to see someone if someone finds that. That that was insane. Uh, Michael Carroll, you're if Michael Carroll's out there. Yeah, at MJC flip the script. All right, all right. What we got here? Just a last questions before we decide to go on with our night, fans. Yeah, what do you got? Oh, oh, did you see this one from Jay Gould <laughs> about uh, about uh, one Mister Dakota Bush? Oh no. <laughs> we we we're gonna talk about the lack of nickname being uh, said yeah. on the ESPN. And look, and this guy. <laughs> No what? <laughs> no, he didn't. No, there was one. Uh, no. Jay Gold is asking uh, why oh, won't Gold. the UFC? <laughs> why won't the UFC let Dakota Bush use his epic nickname? Lame. Uh, so it's funny. They, they uh, Bruce Buffer did not say oh, he uh, Dakota Bush's nickname. This, by the way, also might be a mandate from ESPN, not the UFC. This card. Remember, this is card was on ESPN. Uh, I don't think was uh, was Dakota Bush. He was not contender series, right, Mike? No, right? Uh, no. No, he was a straight. LFA. Signing. I think he came from like LFA, right? Uh, I know his last LFA fight. I believe it was said. I think both times the UFC his nickname has not been said. And I think both times because he's been on ESPN Plus or or ESPN. So it's probably not going to happen. However, apparently it's okay to say Raw Dog. Raw Dog's all right. We're okay with the guy. And then saying 2022 or 2020, whatever, is the year of the Raw Dog. Uh, it, guys, it's not the year of the raw dog. Uh, just going, just for the record, going by the the Chinese lunar calendar, it is the year of the tiger. Please, 
do not live your life like it is the year of the raw dog, whatever the hell that means. It doesn't sound good. I love Brandon Roy Val. That nickname's got to go. And please don't tell people it's the year of the raw dog. It's just, it's just nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Plus he dropped about, uh, I don't know, 7,000. Oh, there's the photo. Holy cow. He swore a lot. Yeah, he dropped about 7,000 F-bombs in this post-fight No interview. bleeping. No yeah, bleeping. no bleeping. It's 2022, man. We get to hear all the I bad thought, words. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're at ES, yes, ESPN, I'm sure. I'm sure Roy Val's got a talking to in the back. Yes, yeah. From the uh, from the team, from the he US apologized team. for a lot of things except to swear. He he said a, he said two things. <laughs> the two things he said the most were "I'm sorry" and the F word. <laughs> uh, but but it, but he not he did not say "I'm sorry" about using the F word. So that's a key. You have to. <laughs> will Raw Dog ever be a champion? I don't know. Time will in tell. See. In, yes, in the UFC. No, in life, in life, in life, AK. <laughs> in life already. <laughs> already, clearly. Uh, no, but I mean, it could mean like Bellator. It could mean Bellator, PFL. I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if his ceiling is UFC champion. But stranger things have happened. For sure, he needed this win to, to stay in that conversation. But uh, I mean, I, if I had to guess, I'd say no. No would be my guess. But if he changes his nickname, maybe. He's got his style. His style is. Uh could be a pain for a lot of people so i mean i don't know we'll see he's got to get there first akc look it is a real thing justin boyarski shouting blood incantation in all caps four <laughs> exclamation points and then the sign okay that's not appropriate the sign of the devil uh that I'm is not appropriate it's, see it's very it's very legible don't worry all right no, uh uh you know what could someone in the comments explain it i won't ban you just please try to be i I, this is the one moment people creeps and weirdos this is your time uh if you would like to explain to sheila why raw dog is a very no don't no don't explain to sheila why right in the comments (laughs) someone should someone should i think people don't know i think maybe the people at espn don't know and that's why they keep they're allowed to say it all the time Go see Darren Till's social media over the last three years. and <laughs> That's good advice. There we go. Look how Darren Till uses it, and that's why, yes, uses that phrase. There we go. All right. Um, what is it? Did Adesanya use it too? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting, we're getting a lot of these now. Yeah. Oh, Ellen gosh. King, is this the year? Of the- <laughs> oh, man. Brian Kelleher, did you see Brian Kelleher tweet? He's like, I didn't know it was the year of the raw dog, but let's do it or something. I'm like, No. <laughs> No, Brian Kelleher. No, <laughs> Brian had some. Brian Kelleher had a very interesting night on social media. Oh, and he didn't get to rap. Mike, he didn't get to rap. <laughs> or he, call out. Well, he wants to. He wants to do it on the MMA hour. He called out um, Bryce Mitchell for a rap battle on the MMA hour. Well, he didn't get to say it on TV. Scrum. He didn't. He didn't get to say it on ESPN. <sighs> Yeah, there there are a few of those tonight. I think Jamie Pico is another one who wanted to say yeah, something yeah. else. He's like, Ooh, <laughs> ah, I forgot. So close. Hey, hey, you know what? So though Bisping's consistent. He's stingy with the mic, but he's consistent with it. He's not giving anyone. It's either no one gets extra time or everyone gets extra time. He's given no one extra time. So be it. No hesitation. You cannot hesitate in this nope. world. Hold it away. When you got that mic in front of you, don't let Mike. Don't let Bisping take it yeah. away. Bill Algio certainly oh, used his time. Get it back. <laughs> Bill is he all said over a the place. lot of stuff. He said a lot of stuff. <laughs> it was going so well for him, and then just oh, it just went off the rails. I was like, oh. he's talking about the judges. He got a standing ovation about adding two more judges, making five judges, and then it just. 
Is Gigi even a U.S. citizen? Sure. That's what everyone was asking. I was like, "What? The, why? Like, why? Like, that you know, no you know, sense. he doesn't live in Atlanta, Georgia, right? He's not- <laughs> I think he, that's what he thought. I honestly think that's what he thought that he's from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, he's not right. from Macon or Savannah. He's from. He's not. Yeah, he's not yeah. hanging around with Jed Mashu. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he might be, but not. But yeah, jeez. Oh, yeah, All right, um, I'm hitting the music. Okay, hit it. Yeah. Hit it. Listen, get some get some rest, okay? I know we're all excited. First ones in the books. Cuz next week we got a pay-per-view. And we're going to the post-fight show post-fight show just wrapped at 11:02. We're going to be on like the <laughs> third main card fight at 11:02 next week. Okay? So the post-fight show probably isn't going to happen for like 5 hours on next week's show. So UFC 270, Francis Ngannou, Cyril Gane for the heavyweight title. Brandon Moreno, Davis at Figure 803 with a flyweight title. Interview with Brandon Moreno coming out in the next couple of days. It is glorious because Brandon Moreno is just terrific and fun to listen to. And I think we all need a little Brandon Moreno in our lives. So thank you very much for watching. For Casey, for AK, I am Mike Heck. Good night, everybody. AK, I'll see you tomorrow for on to the next one, my friend. Oh, I will see you soon. Oh, AK, AK. What is the right... <laughs> My cousin Kevin Lee, I'll tell you when you're older. (laughs) You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.